Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex, weekday afternoons on The Horn. Welcome back to the Sports Complex on a Friday afternoon. Big show for you today. We're going to talk some college football, a little college volleyball, a little college basketball. Talk a little bit about some rumors, some, some gamesmanship happening, and pick you some games. Bowl games start tomorrow as well, so we'll get into all of those things. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit uh, about next year's schedule. Play the schedule game and get into... The 2024 schedule for Texas is, you know, we get into it on a Friday and then we start on Monday. We'll start getting into Texas and Washington and return to this season. But today we'll look forward. Uh, we're also going to talk some NBA, some NFL head coach got fired just last night after our, this morning shouldn't have been allowed on the team plane. Uh, shouldn't have been allowed to be the coach for the last, I don't know, two years, <laughs> but uh, we'll get into all of that and a whole lot more here on the sports complex, including your text messages. 512-447-3776. 512-447-3776 is the text line number. Questions, comments, concerns. You you just send it in. Because you guys drive the show. We just try to keep it on the rails. When I say we, I mean myself, Patrick Davis, and across from me, Mr. Jacob Standard, ready to rock and roll on a Friday, a fun Friday show. Getting it loose and wild and then ready to go, right? Oh, yeah. Y'all hear Patrick's voice today? That means I'm in charge. This is my show now. No, that I'm doing means, great, Patrick. That means Patrick may have been yelling into a microphone a whole lot last night. Maybe did a few shots, had a few beers, and had a great time. Uh, thanks to everybody who uh, was out there at Jelly's 11th Annual Christmas Jam. Uh, it was a great time. Raised some money for the awesome Firefighters Relief and Outreach Fund. Check them out. If you have not checked them out, if you, you weren't able to make it out, but you want to go check out and be able to support our first responders, it's a great organization, the Austin Firefighters Relief and Outreach Fund. But it was a ton of a great, a fun time. So many awesome performances, bands getting together, and you just saw people's eyes wide open and just loving it because, you know, you put, you know they're doing Cashmere from Led Zeppelin with Hayden Vitero on fiddle and Naga Volley is Eastern Soul and then Josh. Like, it's great. It's a, it was just, a, you know, and a bunch of stuff like that, and, you know. But it was it was tons of fun. But yeah, I was I was introing bands the whole night and then trying to intro people on the jam and you're doing it and you're trying to get people into it and get energy and all that. And so you do it. 
and then he can't. I can't hear myself very well, which is because you know I wear headset, I wear headphones for a living, and then before that I stood in front of speakers for a living. So uh, my hearing's not great. So then I was just really? screaming louder and louder to to be able to do it. So you may hear a little bit of my voice today that uh, I had a great time last night. But I look, I'm here. I I, I got up. I did my job. I'm here. But uh, my voice is not fully here. That's okay. We'll take you just how you are, Patrick. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll get it done. We'll get our, our voices up and, and ready to go. Uh, let's uh, let's get into a little talk. Uh, first of all, first note we should put in is that the volleyball team is doing Texas proud, where some people thought maybe this season was a little bit of a letdown after winning the national championship. Not a bad season, but they were like not, they weren't the number one seed. They weren't you know, necessarily going to straight defend their championship. Well, they're going to straight defend their championship now. Uh, they beat Wisconsin 3-1 to one last night. They play a Nebraska Sunday at 2 p.m. It's going to be on ABC so everybody can watch it and support Texas volleyball. Another win. Madison Skinner, another great game. Yeah, she had six aces on the night, and this Texas team systematically broke Wisconsin's will after the, after the second set. It was tied yeah. 1-1, and then they just never looked back. It was a lot of fun to watch. Another thing I learned last night, Asia O'Neal, Jermaine O'Neal's daughter, two open-heart surgeries when she was a freshman. I did not know that. Out there balling out on the volleyball court. No, I did not know that. Yeah, it is always fun to see Jermaine O'Neal in the... Yeah. And just forget for a minute, and they're like, hey! Yeah, right. right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's so we get to see that on Sunday. On Saturday, uh, you'll be able to watch LSU at, versus Texas Saturday morning. It's an 11 a.m. game. Woo. Uh, so if you want to get up, they're going to be playing in Houston. So it's, if you see it's at Texas, they're playing in Houston, uh, neutral site game. Uh, it'll be a fun game. LSU 6-4, and four, so not a great team, but a good team. They have a couple things that could give Texas fits. Uh, they're pretty good at forcing turnovers. Uh, they, they average forcing about 15 turnovers a game. So something Texas is going to have to be able to hold the ball and make sure they get it in there. We want to see if Texas can shoot the ball well in this game. That's what you want to see because you're not at Moody Center where they've shot okay at the Moody Center. They've shot pretty bad everywhere else on the road. So can they come to another a neutral side place and be able to shoot the ball there? Can they rebound against a pretty tall LSU team? They've uh, got a couple of 6'10 forwards that are going to be playing and also former Longhorn Will Baker. We know from Westlake uh, he originally came to Texas wasn't getting the playing time he wanted. There were some other guys ahead of him. Uh, and I think maybe J- Jackson Hayes. It might have been Jackson Hayes for uh season, but J- uh, Jericho Sims was going to get playing time. And so he didn't really want to wait in the line, and he understood that he needed to play to get his development up. And he just probably wasn't going to get that playing time at Texas because there was some other guys there, and he- his system didn't fit in with what Shaka was doing as well. He was a little bit slower than Shaka would have liked. He tried to shoot more threes and go inside. So he just he needed to play and, and figure out his game. He's the leading scorer for LSU now. Ooh. So he's moved. He's his second transfer. He's now at LSU. But, yeah, he is now the leading scorer, 13.3 points per game, 5.1 rebounds per game. They do have a lot of good rebounders, so they get guys out there. So you want to see Texas, if they can rebound and play against a team that is taller than them, they got some size, but Texas should be tougher and be able to bump around with guys like Brock Cunningham and Shedrick. You should be able to bump around. You want to be able to see if Dylan Mitchell can come in this game and show off what he can do as well uh, in a big game where you're playing, you know, SEC opponent. Because next year you're in the SEC, so you're gonna be playing LSU starting yeah. next year. Yeah, how's LSU's zone? Because I guarantee you you're gonna see a bunch of it. <laughs> you will see zone. I, I don't know if you're gonna see tons and tons because there's gonna be parts where if they they match up size wise, it may be more difficult to do it because you can kind of 
get around them, but they may be playing. They're going to play zone because everyone if, is. If Texas. I was coaching against Texas right now, I would play zone until they prove to me they can shoot us out of it. Yeah, exactly, and that's what you want to see. So Max Aismas, if he can shoot threes and he can score at the level that we all think he can at some point once he gets comfortable at Texas and playing against a little bit faster speed, then you know then this season can start to turn around. Uh, it Horton. He's going to have to be able to play big in this game and not let guys get around him. And if he can do that, he can stay in the game, then he can shoot. We know he can shoot. It's just he's having trouble putting it all together and playing both sides. I think he used to play more just an offensive side, and it was easier for him to get in rhythm. But we'll see it. It's a good test of a not, you know, you're not going up against a UConn right now, and you're not going up against a top team or a Marquette that are top five teams in the country. Sure. This is a 6-4 and four unranked LSU. But they are a Power 5 school and not Houston Christian or anything like that. So it's a good test to just say, okay, let's go to a neutral site and see if we can handle business and we are, uh, you know, can show that we're a top 10 team in the country. And you should take care of business. But is it really a neutral site if the game's being played in Houston? Yeah, because LSU is in Louisiana. Yeah, I get it. Like, that's not that. Like, there's plenty. There's Louisiana people in Houston. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. So yeah, there will be LSU people in Houston. It, it is it's like Dallas for Oklahoma, where you could say, you know, Dallas that's the neutral site is the right. Cotton Bowl in Dallas. It's the same concept. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I just still in Texas. It is still in Texas. I get that. There's gonna be and Texas fans travel. Right. Like we know that. But the Texas fans, if you made it if you put it in Louisiana, you put it in Lafayette or something like that, it's Texas still fans Texas fans will be there too. Yeah. And believe me, if you put it in New Orleans or somewhere like they're gonna go there too. Yeah, no, no doubt. So, no, I get it. But, yeah, Houston's close. It's it's closer. It's on the way. It's in between the two. Still, the big, go the, handle your business, Horns. Go handle your business. Go play. And the reason we say also neutral site, it's not the building they practice in. That's fair. It's not, you know, they're not being able to just sit and go, this is our building. This is We have our student section right here. We have all these things. Which the student section is not going to be there for the next few games anyway because students are on break right now. Oh. Finals are over and students are on break. Uh, but, yeah, that game will be 11 a.m. Uh, tomorrow morning. Ooh, that's going to be a tough way to get up. I, you know what? But 11, I mean, come on. It's 11 a.m. I know. I'm just saying, for an athlete, it's just tough. you got to get everything warmed up a little bit earlier than, you, than you're than used yeah, to. I mean, they just talked to Texas football because anyone who's been at Texas football for more than this season played a lot of 11 a.m. games. Not this season. No, this season, people were, were excited. Yeah. But no, before... Before that, as someone who had to work a lot of tailgates. Oh, I remember. I remember being down at Bevo Boulevard at 6 a.m., 5 a.m., whatever time it was. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Patrick, you don't need to stay for the tailgate. You just need to help us get uh, make sure we're on the air and we're good to go. And, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and you'd be like, cool. So what time do you need me there? Like, 3.30? <laughs> Thanks. Cool. Yeah, appreciate All right. that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm going I'm to go home and sleep through this game. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sleep through games. I stayed up for through the games. So then... And then my buddy would be like, hey, do you want to watch more games? He'd be like, ah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I kind of do. <laughs> I know. I'm an addict. I know. Uh, speaking of college football, uh, we did get uh, 24-7 is ranking the quarterbacks in the portal. And this has kind of been a question with Malik Murphy where he sits in the rankings. To some, he's a top. He's one of the best. Oh, yeah. Uh, because some people, people around Texas, which is homerism, but they believe that Malik Murphy is the best quarterback in there. They believe he is. He would, could be a star. Like he was competing with Quinn Ewers for that starting job. He was, you know, he did beat, beat out Arch Manning for that second position. And so if we say that, I think there's just not the sample size of what you've seen of him playing. You got to remember, too, this guy, when he was being recruited out of high yeah. school, he was at the top of that class. Exactly. He, just, he had an injury. To he just with. wasn't the number one overall prospect and like, the other, and the, yeah. like the other two quarterbacks 
on Texas roster who are the number one overall prospect, exactly. prospect in the draft. Exactly. So, yeah, but I, I think that he is there. They're ranking him as fourth, uh, which is believable because he, you just don't have the resume yet. And so he doesn't have a huge high school resume because of the injury. He's played two games for Texas. They're both wins, but so, there was some flaws you saw in there, which he will grow and get better at. Uh, we do see there has been rumors now uh, that some people are saying that Washington is going to try and get uh, – get him to come to the team because then if he comes, then they'll have some more information on Texas and part of this. That's I don't believe in that. He's also going to be the starter for next season. If they exactly. Him. So I, I think it would I make think, sense. Yeah. I think they, they are looking at him. UCLA is looking at him. Florida state's looking at him. Ohio state's looking at him. I think a lot of people are looking at exactly. him. Exactly. Yeah. I'm saying some top schools are part of this, looking at him saying, let's get him a visit. Let's see where he's at. Let's see, like do let's get some film on this kid because he could be, Two years of eligibility for us. He's not one of those seniors that's coming in. We get two years out of him. Oh, I know. That's a big thing when you're talking about these transfers. Two years out of a transfer is way better, especially at quarterback, to get a little bit more stability than what Notre Dame's going through, which is okay, well, we got, we had Sam Hartman. All right, well, it didn't work this season. So we're going to try again with Riley Leonard next year. One year QB. And then if it works, then cool. Then we're done and he moves on. We got to get somebody else. Uh, instead of building in. So I think there's going to be a lot of interest. Uh, the rumors with Washington, I think, are starting more of people trying to figure out a way to make a story. It got me. It got me to click on the story. But it's the, the theory was they would get him so they would have a advantage. Seeing everything Blake Murphy has talked about, too, I don't think he'd be that keen. Oh, he wouldn't. No he does way. not seem like the type of guy. I feel like he's the type of guy if Washington tried to bring him in and was like, can we get the playbook or this and that? He'd be like, no, I don't want to go here. Yeah, no, I'm like, here. I, I don't need to do that. I don't need to do this. Yeah. Like, I, I'm good enough. <laughs> if, if y'all want me, y'all want me. If y'all want the playbook, get I, go get Catal- – go get no, – well, Catalan's better too. Get, <laughs> get, get one of the younger guys and they'll tell you what's up because, right. you know, they want the – you know, they need the money and they need whatever. But Malik Murphy, I yeah, I don't see that. I, I still think UCLA is probably leading it. Uh, right now would be for Malik. For Malik, that would be my guess. It's his hometown team. It's a place where he they were in the running for him originally. He picked Texas over UCLA. I could see that. Uh, and they just lost their quarterback to the transfer portal. Dante Moore was their quarterback, so we could see that he would go on and you know step over to there. Uh, also, we would we'll be able to. They'll have more time. They actually play on Saturday. So their bo- their season ends on Saturday. Right. So he's going to be watching that game. I'm sure. And then, you know, they're going to be focused on next season. He can come in there and talk to them starting Monday. You better believe they're thinking about it, too, when they trot that true freshman out there yeah. to the Bruins and be like, is Malik better than that guy? Exactly. Which, do we, do we, who do we trust more? Yeah, right. Who's got the arm? Which, so, by the way, some notable names he's in front of. Riley Leonard. This is according to 247 Sports. Okay, yeah. Riley Leonard, new Notre, Notre Dame quarterback. Dylan Gabriel, heading to Oregon. Okay. Kyle McCord. And DJ Uyunglele. 247 has him ranked above all of them. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Is he people have him ranked pretty high. 247 has him as fourth. So what's ahead yeah. of him? Cam Ward, uh, Kyle McCord, and No, Kyle McCord's beneath him. him. They have so, Cam Ward, Dante Moore, Dante. and Aiden Chillis. Okay. Yeah, I I don't know. I might put him ahead of Dante Moore too. Uh but that's again, I've seen more Malik Murphy and we've seen, you know. Right. Uh, but no, but I, I think he's going to be, he'll be fine wherever he ends up. And I honestly, I think if you're UCLA, you, you're you just fine and dandy saying, okay, well, Dante Moore's out. We, we got a guy who could be better than him. Yeah. You know who else they have ahead of all those QBs? Will Howard. They have him at five out of Kansas State. 
People like Will Howard. <laughs> I just a little interesting nugget that I just saw there. I mean, Will and look, USC is going to be probably looking for a quarterback too. They're in that picture as well. Oh, no doubt. Will USC yeah. in that picture as well? Because uh, when you say Will Howard, I know that I've heard ties to him right. that he may be going that way, mm-hmm. or they that they're looking at him. Let's. Put I it love that way. this age of college football. Uh, but when we, well, when we talk about this age too, let's also mention the story that came out that Nick Saban is hired. Uh, former Michigan assistant uh, George Hello. Or hello, or whatever his name is. I like to say Hilo. Hilo, maybe. I like to. I like uh, Hilo. Hilo. Let's go with that. Uh, George Hilo. He was a linebackers coach in the 21-22 season for Michigan. Then they decided to bring back their linebackers coach Partridge. Yep. Uh, he was at Ole Miss. He comes back. He is then fired this season because he was the one that destroyed evidence for in the uh, Connor Stallions case. Oh, did so, this start with George Hilo? So he maybe, did, <laughs> but Partridge was the one that destroyed evidence. But did he just pick it up from Hilo? He, he was, was like, it was already on the linebackers. It was already there. Yeah. No, you guys use it. No, but that's so he it's is not my computer. So <laughs> yeah, but the linebackers coach in Michigan are very involved in these scams <laughs> and, and whatever it is. Uh, but no, but Nick Saban's hired him to bring him on to help game plan for Michigan. And yep. depending on how much you believe is the same from twenty one twenty two, and how much you can get from a coach. For the schemes and what they're doing that you can't get from film or study or knowing whatever else. It, it, look, if you're Alabama and you have the resources to kind of do these things, it, it, why would you not? I, and I don't think it's so much scheme and playbook because obviously that stuff changes, right? It's not when plays, I say scheme, it's, it's tendencies, right? Exactly. It's, I know how that yeah, guy yeah. thinks. I know when he gets in this situation, he wants to do this. Yeah, and we know how we coach them, right? And we know exactly. what Harbaugh wants to do. I when, know what we keyed on. Yeah, exactly. Like we talked about that before the Texas Alabama game of Sark knowing what Nick Saban tells all his OCs. Right. And he knows these are the things that stay. And this is part of Nick Saban. So he can walk in and go, these are part of Harbaugh's principles. Exactly. That everybody has. So I don't need to be there and tell you this is the way it is. This now, is fundamental to who that guy is. Now, right. the difference is he was a linebacker's coach for one season. So it's not like this guy is going to prime it and give a wealth of knowledge to a guy like Nick Saban. Sure, but at seasons. the same, 21-22 season. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I one got season. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Uh, so one season, uh, but he, but now if we say he will be able to come in and give whatever he does, and for Nick's hate, for he's like cool, whatever. Like I, we have the we we have a money allotted for this, right? Well, I, I, if I don't spend it, we're not using. it. I'm not getting it exactly. So let's do this, and maybe if you walk in and you go, by the way, if you see the linebacker, he's got a thing. When I, we coached him, and I saw him do it this year, where if he shifts his left knee out. That means he's in pass coverage. If he shifts his left knee in, it means he's going to blitz. And something like that. But tells like that. And you just go, that's a tendency this guy has. Yeah. And just little things like that where you can go, okay, this is a, this is what they do. And normally when they do this, it's this. Now, they're a good enough team, Michigan is, that they're going to try and change up anything that that guy knows because you're going against him. But that's what it is. It's a, it's a savvy move. It's what you do. Texas has done similar stuff like this before. Uh, normally what you see is that a coach will hire – Somebody who's like a rival coach that has been fired or whoever else becomes an uh, an advisor. You'll see that happen a lot where somebody is very familiar with who you're about to play and you PK. hire. Yeah, but that's <laughs> we, we've already got PK on staff, but that's yeah. what I'm saying is that'll happen a lot too. It's just funny because we saw the Washington part and we're like, well, that's not real. That is not, and he may go there, but I don't think they're getting him to get Texas stuff. But this is completely. And it makes a he, difference. By the way, Hilo was not coaching this season. No. So if Nick Saban wanted him, 
the whole season to get him. Exactly. <laughs> He's waiting till the playoffs. He goes, ah, we need somebody else. I don't know who. Oh, wait a minute. We play Michigan? Oh, <laughs> do they have any They have any old coaches that aren't coaching right now? Who may be upset because he mutually parted ways and didn't right. get another job? Yeah, no. And it does make a difference because if you look at, like, Bill Belichick's been doing it for a while with yeah. practice squad QBs, but then you even look at the Chargers, right? Do you think the Cowboys are only three points better than the Chargers? Because that's how close that game was. When Kellen Moore knew every intimate detail about Dak Prescott, yeah, but we're so going to talk does about make a difference. We're going to talk about Kellen Moore in a minute. <laughs> we're going to talk about him in a minute. Okay. Uh, Texas did release their schedule yesterday or the day before uh, Wednesday, right? Uh, yes, Wednesday they released their 2024 schedule, so we can start planning about the big games and where the parties are going to be at, and telling uh, telling your significant other dates that do not work for dates. They're going 22 and 0, 22 and 0, 22 and 0. I'm even bleeding into the season after next. Uh, but let's go through this game. Uh, we'll play a quick uh, schedule game. Me and Jacob will. If you guys want to play along and give us a final score, uh, final schedule prediction on the text line, you can do that as well as we go through. But uh, we will keep the. I will keep this, and then we'll put this in the bag, and then I will lose it well before the end of next season. There you go. Uh, but let's see. We start off. Texas starts off August thirty first. They start off with Colorado State here at home. Uh, it seems like a W for everybody. Yeah, I feel like that's a win. Yeah, uh, we can go with the W on that one. Then week two, that's where you go up to Ann Arbor. You're playing a Michigan team. Now, we don't know. We don't know yet who will be the head coach. We do not know who the quarterback, the running back, possibly wide receivers could be <laughs> in Michigan. There's a lot of questions, but they also could be coming off a national championship season. They could be coming off to losing to Texas in the national championship. Can we hire their linebackers coach? I'm sure he's not going to have a job after Nick Saban gets done with him. <laughs> and we get Partridge, too, the disgraced <laughs> evidence destroyer Partridge. We can get him in, too. Uh, do you have faith here that Texas can beat Michigan on the road in Ann Arbor? If, if everything's the same as it is now, I don't think so. I think Texas loses that game. I have them as a win because I believe Texas is going to have way more consistency uh, of if Quinn Ewers, which we believe he's going to be coming back. Now, hopefully they win a the national championship and then he leaves. But I will say right now I think that there's going to be way more consistency in the Texas program than there is going to be in the Michigan program where I do believe Harbaugh is going to try his best to leave to go to the NFL. And if all those things happen, it could make a shift that in week two, this Michigan team is going to need a little time to recover yeah. and get a new quarterback and everything else. So I have Texas winning that game. That's fair. Ann Arbor's just a tough place to go play. It is extremely hard. And it, look, it can go either way. We're picking these games a year out. No, this is in concrete. <laughs> this is this in is, concrete. Yeah, right. But I read these in pencil. Uh, <laughs> uh, then we go three home games in a row. Yep. Uh, watch y'all give you the two first, the non-conference, uh, UTSA and ULM. Win-win. Win-win. We got both of those wins. And then we go home again, starting SEC. First SEC game will be against Mississippi State here at Texas. Win. Win there as well. How about back at the Cotton Bowl against Oklahoma? Do, do they avenge their loss against Oklahoma? Absolutely. Come on. I do. I have I have them winning this game again because, again, consistency versus we don't know who the quarterback is for Oklahoma right now. Sure. Could be General Booty. We don't could, know. Could be. Uh, then, October 19th, a pissed-off Kirby Smart coming in, uh, not happy that he was not in the college football playoff in Texas was. Wants to regain his control of the SEC after losing in the uh, SEC championship game to Alabama. You know, they had that long streak going. Do you have Texas? Georgia's here to hear game. Do you have them winning or losing? I do. I you have a win. I have a loss here for Texas. I think Dang that, it. look, I'm not going to say that they're going to be undefeated. Uh, I think that that's just a really, really hard game. Uh, it's Texas does have problems where the home field is going to be great, but they sometimes get, it's harder for them to get up for those games. Sure. And I think Georgia's going to come in pissed off. 
That makes sense. Uh, let's go Vanderbilt at Vanderbilt. We got to win there, right? Win. Uh, Florida, another big game. They are not playing well this season. Could they turn it around? Billy Napier still seems to have his job. Nah, win. A uh, win. I got to win there too. At Arkansas, remember how Arkansas whooped on Texas a couple years ago? They're going to be coming for blood. Is it a win or a loss for Texas? It's a win. Come I got to win too. And let's go Kentucky. Not a bad team. But it's at home for Texas. Not great. I'll give him a win. You give him a win. I'm giving him a win too. And then finally, we're just picking a win on Come this. Come on now. November 30th. Do we have to game. play that game? Do we have to play the game <laughs> against the Aggies? We'll be playing against uh, when they have fired Elko and have to pay him out and hire a new coach. <laughs> we'll be playing against Aggies. I, I, so I, we're both at one loss team, right? Yes. We're at one loss team. That's about where I figured we were going to be with this team, especially if Quinn Ewers comes back. Let us know on the text line, 512-447-3776, what you have. What do you think Texas will be next season? Let us know. Uh, are you thinking they could be undefeated? Are you saying a one-loss team, a two-loss? You got some hard games. You got Michigan on the road. You have Georgia at home. You have Oklahoma at the Cotton Bowl. You do have to go to A&M. You have to go to Arkansas. There's a lot of chances. You don't have, you don't have to tell us which team's games they're going to lose if you want to. You want to take a level of difficulty, tell us which games. Or you can just say they win them all. Right. You don't got to tell us any games, and we'll figure it out. I like that answer. Uh, but yeah, give us that. Uh, I do want to mention a couple games. Uh, their bowl games do start on Saturday. Uh, so bowl games start on Saturday. Let's uh, go real quick and hit these bowl games. UCLA, uh, four and a half point favorite against Boise State uh, in the LA Bowl. I'll take I'll take Boise State plus four and a half. The Mountain West champs are six and one in the last seven bowl games against Pac-12. Uh, they don't have their quarterback. They don't have their running back. They don't have a lot of players on this team. Uh, their quarterback who is playing CJ Tiller is no pass attempts, uh, no pass attempts this season. UCLA uh, is third in rush defense. They have 41 sacks. They're going to make uh, life very difficult for UCLA. And also Cal versus Texas Tech. Uh, Texas Tech is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I will tell you that their quarterback or their running back or their linebacker uh, has opted out. Is going to be a real test of running backs. Taj Brooks versus Jay Knott. Taj Brooks is a better player. The defense is a little bit better. We will go with Texas Tech being able to win that game and Taj Brooks running it, but I think there's going to be a lot of yards on the ground. All right, we got to take a quick break. We come back, we're going to uh, get us in to some talk about the NBA. And then what? Actually, we forgot to do the big fat poll. I keep forgetting on my own show what to do. Let's hit that big fat poll. Patrick's big fat poll of the day on the horn. Patrick's Big Fat Poll of the Day today. We're going to have a fun one on a Friday. We'll give you a couple. So the first one is, what's your favorite Irwin Center memory? Is there tearing it down? Is it is being rained into right now? Because I believe the roof's always going down. We talked about it a little last Friday, I believe, or last week. We talked about what's your favorite Irwin Center memory. What is your favorite Irwin Center memory? Send us that. And then also, I want to know, because bowl season does start tomorrow, how many bowl games will you watch? How many bowl games are you planning to watch this bowl season, are you just going to watch the big ones? Are you going to try and watch five or six or seven? Are you going to be 25, 30? Are you just going to sit and watch college football all day because bowl season and you don't care, they don't matter? What are you going to say? How many bowl games do you anticipate yourself watching? We don't need an exact number unless you can say, I'm going to watch two. I'm going to watch two Texas bowl games and that's it. I'm watching them win and I'm watching them win. You can say that as well. How many bowl games are you watching this uh, season. All right, when we come back, we're going to get into some NBA, some of your text messages. Keep the show rolling here on the Sports Complex, 1019 AM 1260, the Horn app, and hornfm.com.
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex. Weekday afternoons, only on The Horn. Back on the Sports Complex here on the Horn. It's a 512 Friday where we play bands you can go check around town that are local bands playing here in town this weekend. This is the Bell Sounds. They are playing tonight at the ABGB. If you want to go out there and maybe get some pizza and some nice beer and enjoy some great music from the Bell Sounds playing at the ABGB tonight. That sounds like a good evening. It is a good evening. It's always a good evening when you support local music in the town of Austin, Texas. 100%. It was. I tell you though, I, it was funny last night of how much you. There's people, and we, you know, like I'll see people, and we haven't seen each other in a year or two, and you hugging, and you're talking, and then we all just like we don't go downtown much anymore, right? And every time you do, it's just reminiscing about how we were growing up, and it was you're just like, yeah, it's way different now, isn't it? Like <laughs> where I was parked used to be just a parking lot, not sure. a parking garage in a giant building with house, like with apartments and everything, right? You're like, well, that used to be. Uh, that used to be uh, just a like it was a lot, just space. Yeah, there was a there was a food truck where it was. And this, <laughs> that's when I used to come back here when I was a young man. Oh, just man. old man talking over there all last night. Uh, let's get uh, text lines open. By the way, five one two four four seven three seven seven six. We're asking what your favorite Irwin Center memory is, and also how many ball games will you watch? Just a guess, a guesstimate. Depends on how many I'm betting on. But there's the thing: is are you like Saturday? Are you sitting down and watching? Bowl games? Or are you no? Are because you, there's an NFL triple. I, I'm aware, uh, but I'm saying, <laughs> or, but maybe, maybe our listeners. I'm asking them. Yeah. Uh, are you why are you sitting and watching? You know, bowl games. Are you going to watch as many? And then throughout the week on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, when you get those bowl games, there's nothing. You know, there may be nothing else you're trying to watch on those days. Are you going to watch those, or are you literally? Let's watch the big ones. I don't care, especially transfer portal now and people going to the pros. I don't need to watch backups play. I don't need to watch backups at okay to average schools play I'm, yeah. I'm like, not like we'll say Boise State tonight that the guy who's playing quarterback for Boise State uh, State CJ Spiller has not thrown a pass this season he took some snaps he took but, some snaps but he didn't he didn't throw a pass yeah a freshman he has not thrown a pass in college football so look he may be great we do know I, I can tell you Texas fans know firsthand that there are some freshmen that can really ruin your day when we played OU and beat Spencer Rattler so bad that they had to put in Caleb Williams to just throw the game and they came back and won. We all know that as Texas fans. I don't oh. want to remind you of that. Oh, did that happen? I had, I'd forgotten. <laughs> 
So it can't happen. That's that's part of watching it. But sometimes you watch it and you get through the first quarter and you go, hey, he's not he's not any good. It's like, oh, okay, that's why he wasn't playing. Yeah, he, uh, you're going to be hitting the transport hard for a quarterback, <laughs> aren't you? Uh, now I do want to talk some NBA, uh, NBA action. Uh, there were some teams last night. There was uh, some NBA news. Daryl Morey receives a contract extension because people in the NBA have not learned that Daryl Morey is not a championship GM. They will. He's not going to win you a championship. Oh, you don't like this? I cannot stand Daryl Morey. I think oh. he's bad for basketball. <laughs> Uh, and I look, I get it. Cool. He's not with the Spurs. So go off and do whatever you want with your stupid analytics sure. and the thing where you're just like uh, that. He was part of the, him and Dan Tony part of that stupid. You only got to shoot threes and layups. That's it. And you're like, cool. That doesn't win you championships. Is that the same mindset that we don't need a center? He, no, but that's it's it. I mean, this positionless basketball is coming up more and more now. Yeah, but it's the it's the concept of we need everybody to stretch out. And you go, yeah, there's some truth to it. But when you look at analytics, and you forget to take out the fact that the analytics only work because you're doing the other things. So if you say, well, the three-pointer is more effective if you do this, and you go, well, yeah, but it's effective because people don't just play you super hard on the edge because you could drop, you can take a two-step shot and hit a mid-range. Right. You'll dominate them with the mid-range. Yeah. But when you take the mid-range out, and all they have to do is put a protector by the rim, then it doesn't work anymore against certain teams. You have to be, you can't be a one-dimensional team, and that's what he makes to people. And look, I don't think the 76ers are going to win a championship before they completely implode, and they have to trade off Embiid because he's going to threaten to walk. Oh no! Because this is the problem with Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey doesn't know how to make human connections with people. The only guy who's ever really his big friend was James Harden. James Harden is not a guy who's best friends with anybody. Right. Well, so they're not friends anymore. They're not. That's what I'm saying, because all it was was he just took care of him and let him do whatever he wanted to do. It's I just don't get like I get that people are like, well, look what Trady did. He got rid of Ben Simmons. Yeah, well, I mean, and it was a big and he one. did. He got him for a guy that then demanded a trade and they got a bad trade out of the Clippers. And he did like look, he didn't actually save the day on any of them. He, he made a trade where you went, well, if we just look solely at stats and not how this is going to affect our team, then great. Right. Numbers can tell any story you want them to as long as you frame them the right way. And, but that's the thing. The numbers is not how you win at basketball. At the end of the day, you still have to have a team that is a cohesive unit. Right. And Daryl Morey does not know any of that side of it. And he will just switch out coaches to try and get guys that will agree with him and do what he wants to do. I'm not a fan of him uh, in his how he like how he builds teams. Okay. It just it, it never feels like he is building a team that really is going to go do things. And the whole, you know, we're not going to trade Maxi. Okay, fine. But don't then come out and say, we want Dame Lillard. We're not t- trading Maxi. Forget it. Say, we're not trading Maxi. So we can't get Dame Lillard. Sure. No, I, I will say they, they did make it so that his contract now aligns with Nick Nurse. So I think this is more of ownership telling him, like, this is your last chance. No, I get it. Like, I, but, I, I, but I would have said I would have kept Nick Nurse and got. But then again, I'm just, I'm somebody who does it, is not a fan of what Daryl Morey does. Sure. I, and I get, I know Rockets fans will be like, we all, if we didn't get hurt, if Sands and Butts, you were never going to win a championship with James Hart. You just weren't. Ouch. You weren't. He's not a championship player. He disappears in playoffs. He's not a championship GM. Yep. Those guys do not do, they, like, if you look at what matters in, in Golden State, why Golden State could do it is because they had Steph Curry. And Steph Curry is the type of guy who's a championship player. He knows how to share the ball properly, and he knows how to take over the game. He knows how to do it. James Hart knows how to do all that, but he doesn't try to. Okay, that's fair. Steph Curry also has an impeccable timing. He knows yeah. what the game needs right now. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just, it, I, look, and I, and I get some people get mad at that and you know not agree with that take, and that's fine. I know there's people that love what Daryl Morey does and love the analytics and love that game. Three I, straight Eastern Conference semifinals in his three years with the Sixers. Yeah. 
just how many how many finals wins do they have? Uh, it, oh, oh, they can't oh, win the big ones, right? Oh. They can't win the big ones. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, like I get it, but LeBron James is better than better record than Daryl Morey. That's true. Like we look at the great coach, like great coaches, great general managers. They do those things that get you championship wins. So I'm. It's one of those I see every time, and you see it every time I see him enlisted as a great general manager. You're like, he's not though. Now that you think about it, I've never once considered the 76ers over the last three seasons as a team that I think could win the finals. No, and we yeah. saw that he guys a guy in Joel Embiid, who I like Joel Embiid. He's a really good player, but there's like there he gave up in the playoffs. Oh yeah. He all that mattered was winning that MVP. And as soon as he won the MVP, and that's that's a perfect summation of the guy that Daryl Morey wants. Is a guy who all he wants is that MVP. Because his numbers look good. And he goes, I'm gonna win that MVP and I'm gonna get a big contract. And you go. No, no, but we want the guy who's like, oh, I won the MVP on the way to win a title. That's right. what I want. Right. Like you want, you want the Giannis or the the Steph Curry or whatever, and just goes, no, no, look, I'll win that because I'm really good. But the main goal is winning. Like, why do people? Why are people mad at Shohei Otani right now? Because the dude gave up a bunch of money and deferred. He didn't give it up. He deferred the money. Because he said, I want to win and I want to give us the best shot to win. They're mad at him because he highlighted what a joke the MLB's salary situation it is. is. Which, by the way, there was also someone brought up a good point. He makes $50 million in endorsements every year. Goodness. That's why he doesn't need the money. Yeah. It's not that he's $2 million and he's going to live a frugal lifestyle at $2 million a year. No, he makes $50 million a year. So he's already the highest paid athlete in, in, like, in MLB with a $2 million salary. And then six hundred and eighty million coming to him over the next ten yeah, years. That's after crazy. that, yeah. Uh, let's go on and talk a little bit though. Uh, Dallas did play Minnesota last night. Uh, we told you before that this is a game that Dallas probably is going to struggle in a little bit because it was three out of four games in a row. They're just really banged up right now, and Doncic is hurting. Uh, he still had thirty nine points in the game. He's still just an electric player, uh, but did shoot two of seven from three. Grant Ouch. Williams shot one for seven from three. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. shot zero for seven from three. Ooh. Uh, so Minnesota has a good three he point defense. They have well. Just... Minnesota plays really good three point defense. Okay. If you're a team that is normally hitting forty percent of your three pointers, right? You don't think, oh no, they're just playing this really good defense. You think it's eventually going to go down, right. but they're tired, they're beat up, and then you have a really good defensive team. Uh, so we thought Minnesota. The, the crazy part was Nas Reed uh, coming off the bench for Minnesota gets twenty seven points, leads all scorers. Uh, Minnesota comes out at the end too, which is another shot of this is just a tired. Mavs team, it's no. It, there's absolutely no reason to worry about this Mavs team because of this loss. It's literally they're just tired and banged up. Yeah, because they got outscored thirty-two to nineteen in that fourth quarter. When you're banged up and hurt and tired, that's when that matters. I, I, I think you just there is the worry of you really need when Kyrie's come back to kind of pull back on Luca a little. Well, also, and there's going to take a, how many games does that take to gel? So like you need him back sooner rather than yeah, later. But yeah. I but and they now they've played together a couple years. This is their second, you know, they they've had an off season. They probably worked out a ton during the off season. Yeah, as but well. anytime someone's out for a little bit and you play some games yeah, in yeah. between there, it takes a minute to Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, I agree. I get you. I get you. But yeah, yeah, there's I'm not too worried about that with uh Dallas versus uh, Dallas. That game we, I, we told you they were going to lose because of what it was and that was exactly what happened. Uh they're going to come back and they play again on Saturday uh, and they should be able to win that game. Uh, also, we get tonight, though, uh, some good games tonight. The Lakers are seven and a half point favorites against the Spurs. Uh, LeBron James should be back in this game. He was not playing in the game on Wednesday. He's not even on the injury report. Neither is AD. I thought they were both listed as questionable, which uh, they have been basically all season. Okay. I, I was looking at it just a second ago. I didn't see either of them listed. On they it. may be pulled off by now, yeah. uh, but yesterday they were on it. But uh, yeah, I, they, they, he should be back for this game. Uh, it, it seems as if. That this is an easy win for the Lakers. I don't know. Uh, that first matchup was pretty good. 
Look, it was. If, te- if the Spurs want to play in the first half, it'll be at least manageable. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this was. It'll be a fun matchup because we do get to see LeBron versus uh, Wimby, which is always fun. And you know, Wimby tends to show up when he's playing against really good players. Well, I'll tell you what was cool is when his ego got tested because AD dunked on him and made him look small, and yeah. Wimby woke up after that. Yeah. He answered the call. It was really yeah. cool to watch. It was good. So we'll see that game tonight. That's a six thirty game. Uh, also tonight, Rockets are three and a half point favorites at the Grizzlies. We will see. This is the question. Can the Rockets take it on the road? They have been really good at home. Not as great on the road, but John Morant is not back yet. He comes back on Tuesday for the Grizzlies. Ah, okay. So this is the very end of it. Uh, and then the Rockets, we know is a, again, they are one of the, just like we talked about the Timberwolves, a very good three point defenders. Uh, can Desmond Bain shoot the ball against this Rockets defense? That's what the Grizzlies need to have any shot in this game because we know Jaron Jackson Jr. will be able to go in there. He's been playing out of this world lately. But it's basically him and Desmond Bain as the two guys trying to put up any points. It's not sustainable. And if he's able to hit threes, that's what Desmond Bain does. If he's not, then this game does not get close. Also, something to watch out for is Tari Eason. Uh, if he's able, he is. Uh, we talked about it, he scored 25 last game, 18 the game before that. He's averaging about nine points a game. Does he, again, put up some good numbers? And keep going and, and become a really, really vital part of this team off the bench. I will say this. Last time Rockets were on the road, since we're talking about how they're a home team, they beat the Nuggets, defending NBA champions, 114-106 to in Denver. Yeah, no, they yeah. can. It, it just, it's the question of how can they keep right. going with that. Uh, we'll also see that for them on Sunday. They play all the Bucks on Sunday. That is another road Ugh. game for them, so that's another test. Can they guard the three against Dame Lillard? Can they go on that? We'll get to see uh, – we get to see uh, – uh, Dylan Brooks versus uh, Giannis, yep, that'll which be fun. is going to make Giannis all mad. Uh, and then uh, we also get on Sunday Pelicans and Spurs. We did not see in the last matchup, uh, Wimby did not play against the Pelicans in New Orleans. Right. Uh, so we should see Zion versus Wimby. Uh, How for the is first that time. dynamic going to work? Well, That's going to be... <laughs> well, one is like if you stretch out Zion. <laughs> and the other one is if you condense yes. Wimby. <laughs> you know, like when you take a picture and you shrink it down or pull it out. <laughs> I always love that with band photos when a band you could tell was just like a bunch of short fat guys. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you see the picture and you're like, man, that that sign back there looks kind of weird. Like the other stuff in the picture you can clearly tell. Yeah, like the guitar is real wide in it. (laughs) But they're just trying to make it look like they're taller and skinnier. Yeah. Like, man, come on. And this is also done well before Photoshop can do what it does now. (laughs) I'm talking about they'd hand out little flyers and you'd get them and you'd be like, Dude, no. Yeah, they got, you're handing this to me. I can see who you are. They got all sorts of generative AI now. You can do it seamlessly. <laughs> seamlessly. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, let's get to the text line 512-447-3776. What's your favorite Irwin Center memory? We talked about it a little last week. I want to talk about it now because it's a Friday. It seems like a fun conversation to have. And then uh, also, how many ball games do you intend to watch? I'm just curious. I'm just I'm just curious for you guys on the text line. If you are guys that if you're somebody who really wants to watch ball games, if you're into it, you're ready to go with it, or you're somebody that says, "Literally, a two. I want to watch two. I want to watch Texas win twice. That's what I want to watch." Ooh, I like that answer. All right, maybe it's I watch I watch it on New Year's Day, but I ain't, I don't care until New Year's Day. That may be the answer too. Whatever it is, uh, let us know on the text line five one two four four seven three seven seven six. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we will get into those answers and those texts. Uh, when we come back, right here in the sports complex on the Horn one zero one nine AM twelve sixty, the Horn app and hornfm.com. The sports complex with Patrick Davis on the Horn. <laughs>
Back on the Sports Complex here on the Horn. It's 512 Friday where we play local bands. You can go check out around town this weekend. This is Big Wise Brass Band. They're playing tonight at Swan Dive. Ooh, brass some, band. Yeah, get some horns out there. That's always good to hear the horns. It's always good to hear the horns. I believe I mean, uh, one of the guys from here was uh, was at Jelly Jam last night. We're having really a good old now. time, yeah. But yeah, so you can check them out uh, tonight at Swan Dive. If you want to get out there and go see a band and go see some cool stuff. You know, it's one of those cool things in Austin. Not every band sounds the exact same anymore. Like, you know, it used to be a lot of bands sounded very similar. You don't there's get still a lot of horns same. these days, yeah. I mean, there's more horns in Austin now than there used to be. because oh, really? you know, And a lot of people go to Texas and they play, you know, horn at Texas. They play, right. Or you'll get North Texas people to come down to Austin and, and you get some, like, really good horn players that are part of the scene there and then... You know, they want to keep playing music, and bands go, man, well, you know, we'd be good with horns, man. We could really use a horn. <laughs> How much money do you need? I got $8. <laughs> we'll get you, we'll buy you a meal. That, that's that's for the whole horn section. We'll buy- <laughs> <laughs> you got to split that up, man. Uh, let's get to text time. 512-447-3776. 512-447-3776 is the text line number. Uh, we're asking you what's your favorite Irwin Center memory since it is being torn down and getting rained on today and everything else. And, uh, we're also asking you how many ball games you're going to watch. And anything else, you want to put your predictions for uh, 2024 Texas football schedule, put that one in there as well. Whatever you guys want to talk about, we'll talk about here on the text line. Uh, my man, Chief Engineer, says uh, Raiders to the Super Bowl. Just kidding. Was expecting to lose out for the draft picks. Nope. No, I, I. you know, you have an interim coach that wants to win, and Mark Davis doesn't feel like the guy who would try and lose out for the draft pick. I, I think, think Mark so. Davis is the guy who's who's like we can cheat for the draft pick. We can do that. We'll do that later. We'll do. We'll, we'll pay for that. Yeah. That's no problem. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we do have. Uh, he also says lost to Georgia, maybe Michigan. The rest should be easy. I think looking at talent on the paper, injuries will play a big role. In all. So of course, yes, we know injuries, and we don't know who's going to be on every team yet. Like we don't know who could be our starting quarterback. Still changing. Our wide receivers. Our wide still receivers changes. are definitely changing. Defensive line changing. Oh. Like, there's a lot that is going on with Texas, and that's just us, much less all these other teams. We can't say that. But we're just kind of looking at consistency, what we feel is going to be happening. And so we're going to go. We both had one loss on ours. Uh, I'm only interested in the late NFL game other than that college ball. Okay. I, I think Saturday, we're going to talk about it here in the six o'clock, or the 5 o'clock, but uh, the NFL stayed on Saturday is actually pretty good. Oh, yeah. I no, think it's a good slate on Saturday. A lot of implications. And he said, favorite Erwin Center memory, Pantera. And I want to say Rage Against the Machine. Could be wrong about that. It was a few bands. I want to say a substance experiment phase. Pantera Slam, though, must have been 25 years ago. I was young enough to get in the pit. A ton of friendly aggression back in the day when you would pick someone up, you're knocking them on their butt. And I... It, it, it was Pantera, so it had to be a while ago. <laughs> it was. It was a little while ago. I love the the friendly aggression. The friendly aggression. The friendly, the friendly aggressions. And I don't like uh, analytics for basketball. There is no shift for a left-handed shooter, uh, and more or baseball, and more than uh, other sports. It depends on who has a hot right hand. I no, I agree. And uh, also Tower of Power. Tower of Power is awesome. There's a band here in Austin called Extreme Heat. If you like Tower of Power. Uh, which I think the singer actually just moved to Colorado, but he'll be back and they'll play some shows here. Ooh, Extreme uh, Heat. Extreme Heat. They've been around for 40 years in Austin. Really? But they they sound very similar to Tower of Power. You check them out. Uh, cool band. Uh, Rod Guy from New Mexico says, I agree with you all. I think the hardest game we have next season will be Georgia. However, I can also see them pulling that game out. I Look, they can. We, we got to see where everybody lands, but they could. I don't think there's a game they, they are necessary. There's no... Texas is not at the point where you go, well, that's definitely a loss. 
I like that, the that Georgia, I like the Georgia game because they're at home. The yeah. only factor for Michigan because we don't know the rosters is it's in Ann Arbor. It's in Ann Arbor. That's tough. Uh, it's hard to go to Tuscaloosa and then are bringing years right. back to back, but who knows? Yeah, no one gets that much from the college football gods. No, <laughs> no one gets that much. Uh, it just made it seem like every NCAA football team has somebody with the last name Spiller on the team. Yeah, it's a requirement. Oh, is it? That's how you get your 86 scholarship. That's why they couldn't pay the left yeah. tackle. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. that's what it is. <laughs> most, if not all, bowl games will be on, but most of them is background noise. You'll probably watch around 10 to 15 games. All right. That's fair. That's actually like that. that's actually probably closer to what I'll do, is it'll be on, but I won't be actively paying attention. Yeah, like that'll be a lot of uh, weekday games, too. Right. A lot of those weekday with like a Tuesday, yeah. you know, like I'll have, a, I'll have a basketball game on and I'll have that on. Right. And you'll just be like, oh, let's just see what's going on. And if it's a good game, fourth quarters. I'll be checking like fourth quarters I'll probably watch more of. Tell you what, I'll be if watching. If it's a good game, I'll watch a good fourth quarter. But I don't necessarily need to watch three hours of two teams I don't care about without the guys I care about. No, I'll be watching for a lot of trick plays. I want to see which coaches are going deep into that bag of tricks for these bowl games. That'll be exciting. Uh, Patrick, how do you think Texas won't be up for Georgia? Also, uh, Texas is also losing a lot, most likely. Yes, I think Texas is going to lose a lot, but they may keep uh, Quinn Ewers, which would be a huge part in keeping consistency across that edge. And everybody loses a lot. When you're a good team, you lose. Georgia loses a lot of players every year. They come back and are really good. Yeah, it's a good problem to have. Yeah, exactly. You want that kind of that attrition there. And how do I feel they're not going to get up? I think they're going to get up. I don't know if they'll get up to the level that they need to get up to. To get to Georgia. Yeah, that's the thing. Is I, I think they get up for everybody, but that get up is it, it's just it's hard when you're at home and everything's going on to flip that switch from I'm playing for my fans to I don't give a crap. I want to go beat the crap out of this guy. I want to commit a crime on that field with everybody watching. Oh wow, that's a level. That's the level you have to be well, for offensive defensive linemen. Oh no, I know it's an that's emotional game. Like, yeah, that's, no, you're playing Georgia because Georgia is going to kind of commit a crime on you. Are they? Yes, they're going to try and break your legs. Are we talking hands? about swinging yeah. helmets at people? No, I'm oh. not, not not cheating. Not oh, cheating. Oh, okay, but getting your hands registered uh, listed as registered weapons because ah. of how bad you're going through. That, ah. I'm just saying. It's, I, I, that's why I think it's just, it's a hard one. It's a hard one for Texas, and they've shown the best. Now, hopefully, the culture is building them back up, and they will be a better team than getting up for those games. Like, they're going to care. They want to be there, but there's a lot of difference of talking about being up for it and actually being up for it. Right. They're two different things. Uh, and when you're on the road, there is a bit more where you're separated from everything a little bit more. You can be more focused. Yeah, and you're around your teammates, and you're all kind of one goal. But with that walkthrough be with Bulver and all that other stuff, it's just, just it's just, and game day will be there and all that other. It's just a, it's. It's also easier to create an enemy out of the other team when you're on the road. Yeah. Like, hey, nobody here's gonna like us anyway. Yeah, and everybody's yeah. booing you, and you're like, okay, I have to prove everybody wrong. Right. It's just, it's just a weird thing, and they could be. You could be 100 percent right. Uh, but I know, and also, again, we're talking about way up. <laughs> we're talking about a year from now. So who knows? Who knows what'll happen then? Uh, let's go to Lorenzo. He says, now don't judge me when I tell you this because I know I'm going to show my age. My favorite memory of the Irwin Center was the first time when I bought a concert tickets for Jagged Edge and, and Next and Destiny's Child. That's not, that's that's not that's, that old. That's not that old at all, Lorenzo. That's, that's younger than me, I would believe. Uh, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. When you, if you want to tell me age, the first concert I probably ever saw was Rod Stewart. Now, I was a kid when I did it, but I saw Rod Stewart. That will tell you more age. Okay. So I ride Stewart at the Irwin Center. That's fair. That's fair. But that's not that old. Soccer Destiny's ball? Child? No, that's Destiny's not, Child. Yeah. No. I mean, pre-Beyonce pre is... <laughs> <laughs> again, that you're like, pre, was she before that? But yeah, no. That was, that was already... I was already an adult then, so... 
I'm with you. You're, don't worry. You're, you're still you're still a young spry man there, Lorenzo. Uh, my man Joe from uh, Brody Lane says uh, my voice sounds pretty smooth today. I thought it would sound uh, really bad. Joe was at the. Uh, That's Jelly's. not what it says. Joe is, I can't say the words that That's it says. That's not what it says. Joe should know better than to text me words I can't say on the radio. <laughs> I was talking to Joe last night at the Christmas jam, and uh, so he knows why my voice, he thought it would sound worse because he heard my voice last night, <laughs> <laughs> and it was not great at the end of the night. I'm just saying, don't put words in our listeners' mouths. you got to read the text as they come in. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to read cuss words on the air, Jacob. <laughs> why, why are you trying to get me kicked off the air? I'm not. Trying to get me kicked off the air. Station shut down. That's Jacob, what he wants from you. <laughs> uh, don't text in cuss words then, people. I'm just trying to create a moment. That's all I want. Shame on me, a right? A moment that the two of us get I'm just because kidding. I hit the dump button. <laughs> uh, one more text real quick, and then we got to take a quick break, and we'll come back and get to more of your text messages. Uh, I'm only watching Texas game. The rest don't matter to me, and my best memory will be watching my firstborn walk the stage. Very cool stuff. I did, That's I, awesome. I did I did a high school graduation was at the Irwin Center. Did not care. Still don't get why high school graduations were a big deal. Like I, for me, I never did not care. Yeah, ours I was, was so Cedar done Park with high school Center. by the time I got done with it. Cedar Park Center did not exist when I graduated. Oh, sorry. So we did not do it there. Sorry. We did it at the Irwin Center. If you want to take our age again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got to take a quick break. We come back. More of your text message at 512-447-3776. We're asking you. Uh, what is your favorite memory of the Irwin Center, and how many bowl games will you watch this season? Anything else you want to talk about, tell us on the text line. We'll come back, hit that, and some NFL uh, news, big firing, pick some games for the weekend, get you ready for a weekend of sports. Coming back here on the Sports Complex in the Horn 1019 AM 1260, the Horn app, and hornfm.com.